Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. This is the Investor Coaching Show, and I am Paul Winkler, and I'm here with Jenny Black, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist and founder of Media Trauma Care. And this is what she does, our digital soul. This is the big deal right now. And uh, it may be, you know, you have kids that are dealing with just, they're anxious all the time and depression is just rampant and and hopelessness and, and feeling like, forget it. I just, I, I give up. There's nothing I can do. And a lot of it comes down to are these stinking little phones that we got. And the problem is that we can't seem to get away from this stuff because we do business on them. Well, okay. <laughs> Go for it. So um, one of the, the goals of the beginning of this kind of therapy is separating yourself from your phone. You are not your phone. Your kids are not your phone. Your parents aren't your phone. Your friends aren't your phone. Mm-hmm. You, you're a human. Your phone's not a human. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is getting it off your body, getting it out of your hand, getting it in a different room from you, starting to actually have a boundary, having a separation from that. So um, to to start to start getting back in touch with who you are, you will never find what you want and what you need if your phone is in front of you. And the reason why is because that phone is convincing you it has a it has messages coming in on the other side that it's going to tell you what you want and what you need because that's how it makes money yeah and so you that is it's such a powerful force that you need it to physically be in another space as you so super early uh things that you can do is make your screen black and white Take any and all apps off of your phone that- You can make your mm-hmm. screen black yes. and white. I did That's, not know that. That Just make it less visually exhausting, stimulating, stimulating and sure. immediately your eyes will thank you and your brain will start processing, oh, this isn't real. And you'll start seeing color in the real world again. And it gives your brain an option to see this is a pretend world and this is a real world. Where right now that, that wow. world is so bright and colorful that it tends to make the rest of our, our real world look dull. Well, that, you know? that's fascinating because they're buying like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars properties on the internet, right? And they're right. not real properties. Right, right, right. That's insane. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but that process of putting your phone in a different place is that, like, if you're in your house, let's talk about the Saturday project. Do you want to give a little? Yeah, summary yeah, of that? yeah, yeah. So basically, the idea behind the Saturday, I thought the Saturday project was interesting because here's the problem: is that the challenges that we face as people we're overwhelmed by these little stinking phones and, and the internet in general, and even TV. I mean, I'm going to expand it to watching course, TV yeah. because you've got these political commentators talking about what's going on. Not only are they giving you the facts, what you think about it, and then you're responsible for that too. You're overloaded. So what happens is when we get overloaded, that moves us to being anxious about the future because the future we don't know and they're filling that sure, blank space. Sure, and that overload is an example of horrible. challenges outpacing resources. Yeah, so we end up with that. And how do we get that? Well, there's a Saturday project. The idea, if your phone was broken. If you have no internet. You have, you no, have internet no internet. For 24 hours. What would you be doing? And you don't have to, you don't have a day off work. I did this with a young kid. Oh. I did this with a young kid. You know what his answer was? What? I'd be playing games. Like, no, 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 it's broken. Right. 
No, no, right. he was talking about getting some money <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> I said, no, right. your phone's broken. It's, it's not that. And he, he laughed. He laughed out loud when I said that to him. He goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. The first thing that came to my mind is I would be playing a game on my phone. That's, so he laughed at himself. Yes. That's wonderful. It was perfect. So the idea being, if if you want to be healthier, if you want less anxiousness, less anxiety, less mm-hmm. apathy, less experiences of anger, rage, sleeplessness, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all, all the issues, uh, less drinking, less overeating, less undereating, like all the things we do to cope with pain, um, you have to build up your resources. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to be up your, be able to increase those is to get in touch with yourself. And the only way you're going to be able to get in touch with yourself is to be disconnected from your phone. So that sounds kind of a little weird. Get in touch with yourself for people that are, are uninitiated. They so, don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Can you so explain you, it a little bit more simply? You're the only one who can say what you want and need. Okay. No one else can tell you what that is. Okay. You're the only one. And if you don't ever have time alone with yourself, you're not ever going to get that information. Right. So, so it's almost like you are this bucket of water that's getting just sucked dry and, and the water level's going down so low and it's not being refilled because it's constantly being told you need Correct. this, you need this. And, there, and each and every time you're told you need something, there's some water that's seeping out of the yes. bucket, out of the bottom. Yes. And this, the secret is that I call it the, the math of being human uh-huh. because if you have this, if you've found the sweet spot of resources and challenges, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay, even if something really hard is going on in your life. So we have this um, this misperception right now that we have more trauma and more difficulty than we've ever had in all of humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what, which is not the truth, what is the truth is we are operating off of less resources than we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. We humans mm-hmm. were made to handle tough times. Mm-hmm. Tough times actually give us resources. There's something called post-traumatic growth mm-hmm. that over 90% of people who've been through a trauma report an amazing growth that they've had that they would not ever not want to have in their life, yes. even though they don't want that to happen. PTSD symptoms are, are lower than that. Not every person who goes through a trauma has PTSD at the same level. Right, resilience. Right, it's resilience. Yeah. And resilience is only made through trauma. The problem is- Resilience, you got to say this, because that's really important what you just said there. Resilience is only made through trauma. Unless- Unless- That trauma is vicarious. Unless it's someone else's trauma. Oh, oh, so oh, 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 no, me- that's... So that- media, that's why media trauma is so insidious. Okay, so if you just tuned in what she just said, you're going, what, what on earth is she saying? I'm telling you, this is like unbelievable. If you look at, and I said it earlier, the Boston Marathon bombing, the World Trade Center coming down, you look at any of these things, the reason they were so tra- they were so traumatic for people that watched it online more than it was traumatic for the people were, that were there is the people that were there actually saw something good they, that the people online did not see. Well, they didn't just see something good. They saw even something they good saw in, something in humanity, horrible. I mean. But but then look at the Holocaust. We can even go that extreme. Well, you yeah, you, there was nothing find, good there. Right. You still find it, it develops something in the human that has gone through it. But what, what, what I, th- I think is so interesting, you said this in your book, is in when you're talking about this, that they actually saw people coming to the rescue. Right. You don't right. see that right. when you're, you're watching online. Right. And it's not your trauma. 
It's not your yeah. trauma. When it is not your actual trauma, in, if, if we were looking at Regardless how society of whether is there's supposed anything to work, good. Okay. Right, if it's not your trauma and a trauma happens, yeah. then what's your role in that if we're in the real world? If, if a trauma not, happens to somebody else and I see it yes. in real time, what's my job? To rescue? I, ha- I get to help, right? Yeah. I have, I, it wasn't my trauma. It's I've somebody else's something. trauma. So I'm there as a helper. That's why Mr. Oh. Rogers says, pay attention to the helpers. Yes. If it's not your trauma, you're a helper. If you're watching it, social media and all of our media makes every single one of us a victim of every single trauma mm-hmm. with no capacity to do anything about it, right. to learn anything from it, to see the good, the bigger context that happened, or to become a bigger, stronger person through it. Right. So vicarious trauma creates fear. It creates anxiety. It creates exhaustion and a lack of empathy. Oh, this is this is unreal. Vicarious trauma because you want to help, and that's that's in in essence in our nature because as we're we're decent, there's a decent part of us that wants to help and do something, and we can't. There's nothing that we can do. And what's even worse is that we're so depleted by watching all of this trauma and that the media has convinced us that by watching, we're doing something meaningful uh-huh. when really we're just traumatizing ourselves and we become so um, empathy depleted that we actually can't help our neighbor. We can't, we don't have the resources to give and care to those people just right around us that we really can help take care of. Yeah, and you feel helpless. Absolutely helpless. And when you feel and helpless, the, it's apathy. Yeah. And, again. and it's not, it's it's helpless in the big picture, but you're also like, oh my gosh, the world is such a terrible place because you, you didn't get the post-traumatic growth because it wasn't your trauma. Right. Well, and then of course you get the media themselves. I mean, you look at engagement. There are studies on engagement, media engagement, and media engagement is much, much higher if the news is bad. If the news is good, you have negative engagement. People actually turn, because there's nothing to protect myself against. Right, right. If the news is good, right. I don't have to protect right, myself. Right. There's nothing for me to do, so I can just ignore that. Well, yeah, and happy people don't buy more stuff. Well, that's true. <laughs> happy people don't, you need to uh, trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to trademark that. That's really good. Happy people don't buy stuff. Don't buy more stuff. No, that is so true. Hey folks, I want to tell you something I'm really excited about. My new book, Confident Financial Planning, is finally out. It's in paperback, hardcover, Kindle version, and I actually have an audiobook version of it. Uh, It talks about building your financial castle. I use that throughout the book, talking about your investments, your financial plan is kind of like a castle. You have your savings and your emergency funds. I talk about that, debt, good debt, bad debt talk about special goal funds and how to set those things up and how to invest for those types of special things that you might want to do in the future. Types of retirement accounts, different types of taxation of investment accounts. Talk about real estate investing and pros and cons of that, how to project retirement assets and your moat. You know, that's how you protect your castle. It's the risk management aspect of a financial plan. You want to find out more about that? You go to paulwinkler.com forward slash book to get it. And uh, hope you enjoy. All right, we're back here on the Investor Coaching Show. I'm Paul Winkler, and I have been speaking to a long-awaited guest on here, Jenny Black. 
Found out about Jenny watching her TED Talk, The Slow Drip of Media Trauma, and then grabbing her book, Our Digital Soul, and then putting more flags in it than I had. So I have mixed flags in my book because I enjoyed this so much. You know, just walking through how it is, our phones, the media, the internet, how it's just messing our lives up. And, you know, that is one of the things that I think that we have to get back to is just being with other people, you know, actually starting to, you know, I I remember Jenny watching the blank face experiment Mm -hmm. and just being just blown away Mm -hmm. by this woman not interacting with her child and the child having a meltdown and, and noticing that that happens with marriages so often. And what happens is that we have this uh, this whole idea of the blank blank face experiment. A woman is just told go blank, and the child can't handle it. But how many mothers walk around pushing their baby in a stroller with their eyes glued to a screen right in front of them, and the child's trying to connect with them, and they can't connect with them. And what's happening now is we've got kids not knowing how to connect with their parents, so well, they're they have connecting attachment, through media. Attachment disorders that we used to only see from kids who were neglected. Right. Because that eye contact during feeding in particular is a, like one of the basic ways that a child develops its bond with itself and with its mother. And um, that's boring, right? And right. I've got, so I'm just going to sit here and scroll while I'm nursing or feeding my baby. And the kids aren't getting those basic attachment needs met, which then they go to the screen to get their attachment needs met, Right. And the phone becomes the primary attachment figure. And they're attached to something, and you have something called anxious attachment. Right. Well, it's worse than anxious attachment. It's, yeah, it's, it would be. It's it, disorganized it, it's, attachment. It's disorganized, because yeah, because it's never back, anxious back and forth and back and forth. You never know if it's yeah. going to be good or bad. Yeah. But I, I feel like we have, I, we can't lose the Saturday project thread. Okay, keep so let's going. Let's go back that. to that. Yeah. So the idea is that you, you go put your phone in your car. You're in your house. You are not in the same building with it. Mm -hmm. And you sit down with a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and you imagine that you have 24 hours and you don't have to work Mm -hmm. and you don't have access to the internet. Mm -hmm. And you start making a list of everything you want to do. You could start with just, or what do you need to do? And just start making that list. For example... I would go, well, I need to go and make sure that I check, you know, and, and I was telling I was telling a young guy this week, I said, get out. He says, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I said, do you have a to-do list? Do you have even done that? That's a basic, basic, basic thing. And he goes, no. And I said, you're going to forget it. You're going to think I need to do this and you're going to forget about it. If you write it down, at least it's there so you can constantly remind yourself of what you got to do. Uh, but what other things that might people do? Well, yeah, let's, uh, we'll start at the beginning of just say, what do you want to do? So, um, every student I've ever interviewed from like 10 year olds to, you know, graduate students have said, um, sleep and clean my room. That is so weird. Because they're telling you what they want to sleep. That is amazing. Because they are that exhausted. That's the thing that I want people to understand is you have no idea how exhausted you are. Our nervous systems were not made for the design of the phones and they were not made, we are not made to be 24-7 available to all things and to have all things available to us 24-7. So our nervous systems are shot and need repair do you to have, get back to a human pace. Do you have a rule of thumb? I mean, I know you've, you've seen research on if you cut back to this amount that something happens to anxiety and depression and 
I didn't, what is it, a half hour? There was a study about that. A half hour, if you cut back to no more than a half hour a day. It's it's so incredible. Like I, most of my, I, I've read all of these articles, but mm-hmm. my real research was done with my kids and with myself, like the, the on the ground, like what okay. I saw happen. So when my kids were in high school, mm-hmm. I started, I started this, I lost my phone and I started realizing, oh my gosh, it's the reason for my burnout, not my highly stressful trauma induced job, but my phone. So um, as I got rid of my phone, I started watching what was going on with my kids. And I was wondering why they, they acted like kids who had PTSD. They were crying all the time. They were failing uh, classes. They were studying super hard hours, five, six, seven hours a night and still not doing well in school. Um, and I was so just it was like- So dealing with, it was messing up their attention, giving right, them attention right. problems too. So what we did is they, they both had phones, but they could only be on them one hour once they got home from school. So, right. and if I saw that they had them powered on, they lost that phone for a week. So- For a week. A week. So um, they, and again- And you stuck I, to it too. Well, I could, oh, I'm well, you, pretty Didn't, I'm you, pretty didn't you pay them to, to stay oh, off We're of not it? there yet. Oh, okay, this sorry, is, sorry, these sorry. Were sorry. The, okay. These were just I'm the original moments. Yeah. Yeah. And I had said to them, okay. y'all aren't okay. Yeah. Look, you know you're not okay. We have to do something. Uh-huh. So let's experiment with this. Okay. So the rules were, I, can, I look at your phone and if it came on during the school day, you don't get it for a week. If it didn't, you get an hour on it when you get home. You get to use that hour whenever you want it. Yeah. You can only do homework for a maximum of two hours a night. I'm not letting you do any more. You're not letting you do more than two hours. Because what the research showed is that when their phone was present, that any task you do when your phone is around takes you five times as long. No. And their consciousness, right, is going to that phone, not to the what they're reading, what they're studying, what they're researching. It took less than two weeks for them to start sleeping through the night. Nobody was crying. Their grades went up and their happiness like went through the roof. Like it was, it was almost instant. I'm thinking of, you know, from a business standpoint. Right. Five times productivity. That's That's, insane. I have not gotten to do that work yet. And I'm so anxious to do it because one, yes, one of the things I want to tell, want to work with companies is instead of the Saturday project, yes, it's Monday. Put your phone away, turn the internet off and sit there with a piece of paper and see how much you have to do at work. Yeah. Like make that list and what you can do that does not include the internet. And you start getting to much higher levels of thinking, much deeper, you know, solutions. Right. I, I remember Earl Nightingale saying, he says, you know, the average American does very little thinking. Matter of fact, if the average American told you what they were thinking, most of them would be speechless. <laughs> I <laughs> <know>? wondered. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a great line. I mean, you know, so dead on. But your, your daughter. Okay, so, um, well, back to the Saturday Project, anything that you write down on that list yes. goes into your resource category. Okay. So start creating a collection of, I want people to like get something oh, out I of like this. Oh, I like that a lot. So I like that a lot. So if you are struggling, if you're dealing with yes. anxiety, depression, um, apathy, walk, go to that resource list and do something, anything on that list and it will build up those resources. So do what is on your list of things that you would and do if your that phone list. was broken and yes. the internet was out. Yes. Okay. Even if it's sit there and stare at a wall, you okay. will just gained resources. I love it. Okay, so that's really good. When my daughter was in high school, she went to the gym, came home from the gym one day, and she was like, Mom, I just had the absolute best, best. morning ever. 
And I was like, what happened? I live for these stories. Yes. And she said, I was going into the gym and I held the door open for a man and his son. Yeah. And they were so appreciative. That was it. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, and? and? And she was like, that's it. That's it. It was the best thing, mom. And I was like, wow. Okay, baby. So here's my question. And I was on a, I was on researching something at the moment. Yeah. And I was like, how many likes would you have to get on a post, on an Instagram post, to equal the feeling that you got opening that door for that man and his son? Right. And she said, mom, there's no amount of likes. You missed the point, mom. But that's the wrong question. The better question is how long would it last? Yes. And this will last forever. That is phenomenal. Okay, so your your blog. Got to say that again. Well, okay. Your blog. It's a podcast. Podcast, it's excuse me. It's called Lose the Phone. It's out on Spotify now. Second episode just released yesterday. Um, it's the story of what happens in an artist's life when he replaces he replaces his phone with being creative. I absolutely and so love this. What, so th- yeah, we'll yeah. Back back. our digital soul, Jenny Black. You've got to check this out and the podcast. Paul Winkler, Investor Coaching Show. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.